And welcome to our listeners joining us from Western Australia. If you missed any of the first hour, including our chats with Harry Suter and Luke Bratton, you can find them wherever you get your podcasts. Just search Global Game SEN. Call the cops. Time to talk Premier League with Spencer Pryor, brought to us by Schnitz. Got that winning taste right now. Schnitz, handcrafted schnitzels, made fresh, made just for you. How are you, Spen? I'm great, mate. How are you? Very good. Broski's <laughs> here as well. Uh, let's talk Premier yep. League. Tottenham falling to their second loss in a row. Two late, late goals for Wolves. Uh, handing Ange's second straight defeat. Uh, did they deserve to lose? And now you look at his injury list, Spanner. I'm going to reel these off. Perisic, Solomon, Sessegnon, Davis, Richarlison, Madison, Van der Ven, Romero and Udogi, the last uh, two suspended. They're all out. Uh, this is going to be a challenging period for Ange. And we... I mean, if he, if he was missing one or two, then you might go... Oh, okay. Well, we still got good depth, but that many players—it's, um, it's, it's, it is—it's going to be a challenge. I mean, they've got the international window now, so that might that might give him a little bit of a chance to get a few back. But, um, I mean, he had a great start. That we and and we said that it, but there was nothing more than just a great start. It was a start. So, you know, they're playing great football. But the challenge is now going to be the next block of eight games to mm. see how they get on. Mm. That's going to be the defining thing as to where they're really at is once they come back from this international break and then we get, we get bloody hell, we're nearly at Christmas. We get the Christmas period out of the way and that will really define where they're at. So, yeah, look, let's see how they go in this next block. Spend, Again, you know the- great start. Spend it. The Aussies in the studio here are reckoning that the UK press are starting to death ride Ange already. Is that is that fair? Just, just some of the comments and the way you know when they got the winner right at the death wolves there. The, the undertone to to the comments. Uh, but was, I don't think that's because he's Aussie. It's just it, it happens with it's everybody. Got nothing to do with the fact he's Aussie, mate. That's just English Which press. Which is okay, okay. And that is the question: Is it do all managers uh, cop the same thing, or did it feel a hundred percent? Okay. Yeah. Go on, Broski. Next question. Oh, that's it, mate. Uh, the game of the weekend, uh, <laughs> and, and it was exactly that, a huge one between Chelsea and Man City in a, a rain-soaked Stamford Bridge. Um, Harlan double. One of them trickled in off his backside. And, um, mate, <laughs> incredible. How did you see that one? It was um, it was entertaining, unless you're a defender. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it was, it was a it was a Chelsea, – Chelsea came out and really had a go at them, which I like to see. Um you know, with, when Man City got the lead, it would have been easy for Chelsea to crumble. But I don't know. I think they've got... I, I just think they've got a bit more about them now this year and they're really starting to pick up and got themselves in the lead. And luckily, Man City got back all square for half-time. And, you know, once City got up with, with Rodri's defect, deflective fourth goal, you thought that was it. But it, it's a... It's a penalty at the end. It's a definite penalty, and I'm not sure what Diaz is doing sliding. He he, he went all in, and um, yeah, it was uh, it was a clear penalty. Erling Haaland actually saying after the game, I don't think I've ever scored a goal with my testicles before. Oh, so right. it was, so it was something, something new for him. <laughs> uh, 
Oh, dear. Uh, Manchester United uh, sneaking past Luton Town. Uh, the only goal coming from Victor Lindelof. Uh, they had a bad night during the week, though, against uh, Copenhagen in the Champions League. Uh, do you feel as though Eric Ten Hag is starting to resolve some of the problems or is it still a bit all over the shop for you? There's stuff, there's still the undertone back home and, and a bit like Broski said, the press is still all on him and everyone's saying, no, things aren't right. But I think they've won five out of their, or four out of their last five games. Yeah. So they're picking up results. They are trying to turn things around. They're not doing it. And, and this is the thing. What is the expectation for Man United? It's like, uh, is it should they be winning the league every year? I, I don't think so. Not with the squad they've got. Not with the way the club's set up. I, I actually think they're where they should be, which is around, the, just around floating around the top six. I don't think they're, they're they're good enough to challenge with the, the players that they've got. So problem is that's not the expectation at Old Trafford, is it? Well, that that's just based on history, Simon, mm. not on where they're at now. So if you look at where they're really at now, they're doing what they should be doing and they're just picking up results. Mm. Interesting. Go on, Broski. I mean, Luton and no mugs, let's be honest, they took a point off Liverpool and um, it was a, a tough oh, game. Oh, because they so... took a point <laughs> off Liverpool, they're no mugs. Well, that's the team I'm going to next, mate. They bounced back with a, a comfortable, cruisy 3-0 win. Mo Salah getting a brace before uh, Jota yeah. put the jerry on top. He's, he's on fire, isn't he, Mo Salah? He's back to his... Um, his goal scoring best and he you know they missed that last year so it's it's a good sign for Liverpool and and they are picking up results again contentious grumpy clops on the moan again but <laughs> we're used to that now uh, the next big game of course uh, after the international break is City against Liverpool oh. which is going to be fascinating because I tell you what if City defend like they did against Chelsea Liverpool will rip us to pieces um, yeah but the fascinating thing is they're coming back off international break Simon yeah. and you can never tell what what you're going to get with, mm. with what players are coming back fit who's injured where they travelled from so yeah, yeah that's going to be a hell of a game uh, Arsenal 3, Burnley 1. Um, the Gunners putting together a couple of good performances after that loss to Newcastle last weekend. Of course, they won in Europe as well. Uh, they've jumped Spurs for the first time this season, which will please Arsenal fans. Um, you, you do fear for Burnley, don't you? As good as they were in the Championship uh, last year, they have found the Premier yep. League way, way too difficult. And they are they are and, shipping goals for fun. Away, yeah. And, ch- and change the way they're playing. Like they they played without fear in the, in the championship. They played great attacking football. Vincent Company had them playing good, open, attractive football. And then they came in here and got very much more playing sort of transition and reactionary football. And it's it's not suiting them. And it's not suiting the players they've got. And and it is a struggle for a Arsenal. Arsenal. Arsenal are a great side, right? We know they're going to be up in around the top two, three. For the for the remainder of the season, they're a very very strong squad, but you know, yeah, disappointing for Burnley. You would have expected Arsenal to win that, and they did comfortably. Yeah. And what about Newcastle? I mean, their loss to Bournemouth was definitely the shock of the weekend. Um, what what's turned for them this season? Obviously, well, Champions League as well. You know. So in this month, in the last four games, they've played Dortmund twice, Man United, and Arsenal. Right. So. When you think about the schedule that they've had, and it's great they got in Champions League football. It's great they got there. Like, they worked so hard. But 
there's there's serious um, consequences for that as well, and and they're they're finding it literally right now. So I think they had eleven players out this week as well, and there was, you know, Trippier was having a bit of a bust up with the fans. I don't actually mind him going and talking to the supporters. Actually, I I, I like that rather than just burying his head and walking away. I like the fact he went and addressed it, and he did it quite calmly as the captain, but. You know, like I said, Dortmund twice, Man United, Arsenal. They've had a very, very, very tough run, picked up injuries. And yeah, it's 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 a tough place for them at the moment at Newcastle, but they'll turn it round. Well, it does get easier for them. They've got Chelsea, PSG and Man U <laughs> in the next three games. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Do you ever go Have and talk? A look at that. <laughs> Do you ever yeah. go and talk to the fan spanner when you reply? Uh a couple of times. Did you? Yeah, playing a for who? Of times. Uh, once we Southend and once we Cardiff. Okay. Oh yeah, because the Cardiff reactions. <laughs> Very different reactions, mate. You didn't have the best time at Cardiff, <laughs> did you? From memory. Nah. Nah. <laughs> nah. Uh, that, that win for Bournemouth um, takes them three points clear of the drop zone, where uh, the three promoted sides, Luton, Sheffield United, and Burnley, uh, still sit. Which again shows that that gap between Premier League and Championship is. Still pretty big. Um, before we let you go, Spenner, I want to ask you about the question that we posed at the top in Starter for Five about this resurgent Super League idea. Real Madrid's chairman or president coming out again this week um, saying, you know, we'd, we want this European Super League. Do you feel it's going to happen or do you think we would see the same reaction from the supporters in England in particular, especially now that they have reaffirm their commitment to the Premier League? I think it should be buried finally once and for all, Simon. But and will I, it be? I think it will be. <laughs> yes. Based upon? <laughs> based on based upon the fact of who, you know, there's, there's a lot of clubs now that are uh, challenging. You know, look at Newcastle have come up. They wouldn't get in that. Tottenham probably wouldn't get in that. It'll be a Man United, Liverpool. It'll be all the, the the supposedly big clubs that are missing out on Champions League now, like Liverpool. That'll be sort of trying to push it. But the other clubs, will, they'll, the, the league will protect itself and they will protect the model as it is. Okay. We shall see if you're right. Uh, it's your favourite time of the week next week, Spanner. It's the international break. <laughs> I don't mind it now, mate. I'm all right because England are quite good at the moment. That's all right. <laughs> uh, this weekend, international break, Saturday morning, England against Malta, uh, Italy against North Macedonia. Goodness me, they play them a lot, don't they? And they don't win very often, Italy, in that particular fixture. And it's a must-win clash. Uh, both those games kicking off 6.45 a.m. Then Sunday morning, Republic of Ireland against the Netherlands, 6.45 a.m. Uh, that was Spencer Pryor with our English Premier League update. Thanks to Schnitz, okay. home of fresh, golden, handcrafted schnitzels. Thanks, Spencer. Speak mate. to you next week. Take care, guys. Good night. <laughs> That's Spencer Pryor with our Premier League wrap. We're off to uh, another quick break. On the other side of it, we will talk the women's game with Alicia Carnavas.